time now for business with Anand Zaki. Kia ora Anand, rising interest rates are yet to properly hurt households. Kia ora mani, yes, the Reserve Bank reviews its cash rate this week with a 50 basis point rise to 3.5%, seemingly a foregone conclusion. A further 50 basis point rise is widely assumed in November, and increasingly opinion is leading to further rate rises next year, perhaps at a slower pace, with an end point of 4.5% starting to be favoured. The chief forecaster at consultancy Infometrics, Gareth Kiernan, says much of the RBNZ's rate tightening has yet to hit many households. But he expects the rate rises will start to bite more widely and deeply as households renew their mortgages. So, I mean, at the moment, we know that nearly 90% of mortgage lending is on fixed rates. So households have really only experienced probably half the pain, maybe not even that much in terms of the interest rate rises as their mortgage debt continues to you know, roll off previous fixed rates and onto higher rates. But that process is going to continue right through the course of the next year as well. And so continuing to squeeze household budgets quite significantly. If our forecasts of the official cash rate pushing above 4%, up to 4.5% are correct, then that is going to start to you know, really place pressure on people who leverage themselves highly uh, in, in purchasing property over the last couple of years because you're going to be getting to a, a potentially to a stage where uh, the cheapest mortgage rates out there will be pushing up to maybe 6.5% for your, for your one or two year fixed. And those rates uh, above what the sort of uh, test rates were being used by the banks when they were doing their calculations and making their lending decisions. So there are real risks that I see around the housing market as a result of trend in interest rates that we're seeing. The chief forecaster at consultancy Infometrics, Gareth Kiernan. The world's largest cryptocurrency exchange is creating a local trading platform in part to help shape future regulation of the sector. Binance has registered as a financial services provider, which will mean it will have to comply with local regulations, such as sharing customer information with the tax department. Binance NZ General Manager Ben Rose says it wants to be registered where its customers are. So we've, we've, we've made a decision for you know, business reasons that are relevant today, but we absolutely do um, work with regulators and governments all around the world, including in New Zealand, on developing um, those crypto regulations. We're, we're a big fan of promoting that, and we think regulation is absolutely the way forward for the industry. So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to working on that in New Zealand as well. Ben Rose says it has plans to apply to the Financial Markets Authority for a special licence to allow it to offer more speculative products, including derivatives and futures. Infant formula maker A2 Milk has renewed its exclusive import and distribution arrangements with its key Chinese partner, the China State Farm Agribusiness holding Shanghai Company, for another five years. China State Farm is the exclusive import agent for A2 Milk's China-labeled products and is part of the group which has a 25% stake in Matoda Valley Milk. A2 Milk's chief executive, David Bortolusi, says the renewal shows the strength of its relationship and will be critical to its future success in the market. A2 Milk has returned to growth in the Chinese market, with sales improving and its market share increasing. The company posted a strong lift in its 12-month profit, which was termed a turning point after, the, after two years of falling sales caused in part by the pandemic and the interruption of its Daigo sales channel. 
A US investment bank says the British government's mini-budget is a masterclass in how not to manage inflation. It's packaged to cut taxes and increase borrowing at a time when inflation was above 9% spooked financial markets. The British pound plummeted and investors aggressively sold out of UK bonds, forcing the Bank of England to step in to buy bonds to support pension funds. British Prime Minister Liz Truss has stood by the package, but concedes it should have been better communicated. Evercore founder Roger Altman says the situation is a big mess. I think she's giving a master class in how not to do it. Uh, if, you, if you step back, you, you, you say to yourself, inflation is running at about 9.9% in the UK, higher than here, really high. And so her first act is a sharp loosening of fiscal policy, which forces the Bank of England, as it itself said, first to tighten monetary policy further, offsetting what she did, and then the immediate loss of confidence was so sharp as a result of her, her move that the gilt market became essentially dysfunctional. Evercore founder Roger Altman. Well, turning to the markets, and we're joined by Hobson Wealth's uh, Mark Fowler for today's update. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, Anna. Well, it was a bit of a rough week on Wall Street, wasn't it, last week? Uh, how have we opened up this week locally? Actually, um, yeah, despite a, a sort of torrid end to global equity markets on Friday, we've actually opened up close to unchanged. So the NZX 50 gross index is at 11,061 points. Uh, some of the key contributors are A2 Milk, so that's up over 3%, uh, trading at $6.31. Uh, we have Mercury Energy, uh, that's down actually a percent, trading at $5.64. Um, Heartland Bank, uh, after, after a sort of good update last week, they are up above one, uh, over 1%, trading at $1.68. Uh, and Sky TV, that's down around about 1.5%, trading at $2.12. So a bit of a mixed bag on the open, but uh, as I said, the uh, NZX50 is looking pretty good relative to, uh, to offshore equity markets. Okay, well, let's go across the Tasman. How has the Australian 200 opened? Yes, look, the, um, the ASX 200 has also opened uh, re- remarkably well, so it's up nearly half a percent, trading at 6,501 points. Uh, that's really been led by the, uh, the miners and the financials, so BHP Billiton, uh, that's up over 1%, trading at $38.92. Mineral Resources, uh, that's up over 1.5%, trading at $66.70. And we've got Westpac Bank trading up about half a percent at $20.73. So quite a strong open from the Aussie market. Uh, bucking the trend from uh, from globally. Well, obviously a big discussion point at the moment is the currency. How's the New Zealand dollar looking? Yeah, look, the New Zealand dollar has been very volatile of late. Uh, it's actually holding on to that 56 cent mark against the US dollar, so currently at 56.20. Uh, against the Aussie dollar, it's at 87.50. Against the Japanese yen, 81.44. Against the sterling, it is at 50.5. And, and the euro, 57.40, with the New Zealand trade weighted index currently at 68.5. And, and finally, we have interest rates, oil and gold. Yeah, sure. So interest rates, three-month bank bills, they're trading at 3.9%. Ten-year government debt, that's trading at 4.27%. In terms of oil, it's had a little bit of a uh, a bump over the weekends, up over $2, with West Texas Intermediate trading at $82 a barrel. And finally, gold. So we have spot gold trading at US dollars, $1,663 an ounce. 
Thank you very much, Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth, with our markets update. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Marnie, that's business.